bro. I I don't think you need to know about this show. Yeah, like we finally get to see Caesar get. Breaking news. On July 14th, the Screen Actors Guild joined the Writers Guild of America in their strike against studio exploitation. Like the WGA, this is a full stop strike, meaning all currently in production projects featuring SAG AFRA talent has completely stopped. At this time, neither union has called for a boycott, so don't change your media habits just yet. Get that movie ticket and watch your streaming services until we get updates on this front. The WGA has been on strike for two months, three weeks, and two days as of the posting of this episode. They're striking on the demands that they be paid fairly and not be replaced with AI. This isn't too unsimilar to what the actors are asking for as well. Some other demands are compensation for relocation when on production, which the studios that claim is unnecessary since actors are then considered residents of the state or country they are filming in. I don't know about you, but that sounds uh, like a shaky excuse to cut costs. Studios uh, are also proposing their right to scan background actors to use their likenesses for as long as uh, they like for a single day's pay. That sounds uh, like a pretty good way to stunt uh, new talent's careers to me. To get the point across uh, on the mistreatments that actors have gone through, many have uh, gone to social media to share their pay stubs. Netflix powerhouse of a show, Orange is the New Black, has gotten a lot of uh, attention after actor Kimiko Glenn shared her residuals check that totaled to $27.30. If that doesn't sound like a big deal, here's another statistic to get the point across. As a member of uh, SAG-AFTRA, if uh, you make $26,000 a year, you qualify for their health plan. Only 13% of SAG-AFTRA members qualify. That means 87% of performers uh, under the union are unable to make $27,000 or more a year. Most civilian opposition to the strikes uh, have asked why we would care about millionaires wanting more money, but less than uh, $26,000 a year doesn't make a millionaire. In a bit of hopeful news, the Warner Brothers Animation Department has uh, filed to unionize. They joined workers at Disney in this uh, long but fruitful process to secure better working conditions. Approximately 39 independent films have been pushed into production after getting waivers from SAG-AFTRA. These non-SCAB productions are possible because uh, in these waivers, independent productions promise to retroactively honor any and all of SAG's demands uh, in their new contracts. Almost like it's not that hard. For all guidelines, rules, or questions, please visit the WGA and SAG-AFTRA's websites linked in the show notes. These are the first and foremost resources to follow what for updates and accurate information. In other news, You Got to Know will be pivoting our content away from discussing struck work. This was a move we should have taken earlier and apologize for not changing over sooner. For the remainder of the strike, we will only be discussing media that is in no way tied to the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. We would also like to welcome back to the show the unknowable guest for the new change in programming. Trigger warning in the following discussion for mentions of suicide and toxic or abusive relationships. With YG2K News, I'm Bo Tamison Bennett, signing off. Up next, a roundtable discussion of the 1973 Martin Scorsese cult classic, Goncharov.
Welcome back to You Got to Know. It's Bo. It's Rat. And it's the unknowable guest. And welcome to our Gaunch the Rav special. <laughs> we are gaunching today. Whether we like it or not, we are gaunching. God, I haven't watched this movie in so long. I am so glad that I... we decided to revisit it. <laughs> I've never been around people who watched mafia movies, but I swear to God I watched a little bit of it when I was, like, a kid. Yeah. My my mom, like, adores a 90s noir movie, so those were, like, all we watched as a kid, and this was one where she's like, oh, hey, by the way, this was... see, see what inspired it all. This was, like, my triplets of Belleville. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't oh my remember God, that yeah. them, I couldn't remember if yes. the movie was real or if I just, like, had some trippy dreams while I was sick or something. That is the perfect way to until, put it. Until I eventually, like, people started talking about it on Tumblr, and it was just like, Wait a minute. <laughs> See, I accidentally integrated it into the Godfather saga. Oh, I, um, I can see that. I, I never watched The Godfather, Same. so I I kind of did that too. There were a couple parts that I thought, wasn't that from The Godfather? No, oh. it wasn't. Then what was it from? I thought Ice Pick Joe was from The Godfather, because my mom had the cinephile friend when I was a kid. And we would go over to her place and just, like, watch movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she started us on the Godfather saga. And then in, like, the same weekend, we also watched Goncharov. And it just all ended up, like, mixed in my head. Because I was too young to be watching any of those movies. But, like, I did. So I was surprised (laughs) when I watched The Godfather as, like, a teenager Mm -hmm. who was super pretentious. I wondered where Ice Pick Joe Joe was. I was like, what is this? Where'd he go? Where is he? (laughs) Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he He come come from? from Ice Pick Pick Joe. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how this is the first time we have watched Gontrov together. Yeah, it, it was just one of those things. It's like how yeah. you and I didn't even know that we were both into Stephen yeah. King until, like, college, even though, like, I literally carried around it for, like, yeah. a month in high school. I have no memory of As that. a weapon? <laughs> or... Yes. But also as reading material. I've, I've also read it. Yeah. It takes up so much space. I tried to read it in high school, but, like, physically reading Stephen King is so hard for me, I have to be listening to the audiobook. His writing is a little little too dry for physically reading for me. I didn't have a choice because my dad has like (laughs) six bookshelves and like Mm -hmm. half of them are Stephen King and half of them are Dean Koontz Mm -hmm. and there's like a couple in there here and there that aren't but other than that it's like so like if I wanted to read Stephen King I was getting the physical book like I didn't have a choice. Yeah. And I mean with Goncharov, it's not exactly a movie that you bring up to yeah. watch at, like, I, like for our movie nights, I wouldn't bring up Goodfellas. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, let's watch Goodfellas. <laughs> You're not that guy. Yeah, we're not, we're not a cinephile group. No. I made us watch Balto last time. Yeah. Like, well, I made us watch Alpha and Omega, so... Yeah. We're, we're not, uh... We don't watch... We're not classy. That's What's okay, the worst though? I've made us watch? No, I think I have gotten the closest to being that pretentious because I made us watch Rafe Macbeth. 
That's true. Yeah. Rave Macbeth was, like, quirky. Yeah. And the only reason we did is because, uh, like, I got the hookup because the only place I could find, like, the DVD was on a, like, slightly sketchy German website. <laughs> that was oh the only God, place I could yeah. find it. And then I offhandedly mentioned it to a friend. And they're like, oh, hey, here, Link. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! This is why piracy is good. And Goncharov is a great example of why piracy is good. Yeah! It was just one of those things that, like, nobody f***ing talked about the movie. Until, like, suddenly it explodes on Tumblr for Mm -hmm. no reason. But before then it was just, like, a ghost of a memory for anybody who didn't, like, manage to end up with some way to, like, have it in their hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my mom's friend who showed it to me for the first time, she absolutely ripped it off some kind of, like, broadcast Mm -hmm. that was done because it was just a bare DVD that was in the, like, slip case (laughs) for the Godfather movie. So, like, that's how you see it if you don't Mm -hmm. see it through a link. God, the only way that we did is we don't... I, I am, like, so sad about this all the time because my grandpa just had, like, a million VHSs, and one of them that he had was, like, one of the few releases of Gontrov because he was a Scorsese nerd. And, like, we lost it in a move or something. We have not been able to find it since, or it, like, got donated, but, like, I only got to watch that tape once, and I am so fucking That's mad what every happens time I with the really big, yeah. valuable gems. That's what happened to my fucking... <laughs> $300 scale animal. That's how much yeah. I would have to. I'm not even fucking joking. The pink scale animal that I got for 15 bucks at in 2008. The only the only people selling it are selling it for like $300 now because it was a exclusive. Is it true they're talking about another Goncharov reboot or did I imagine that? Is it are we just okay. like that I is like okay. They've been talking about so many reboots. Yeah. I don't even know which ones are gonna be real and which ones are just, like, ones people, like, saw in a dream and then people picked up on thinking it was real or something like yeah. that. Because everything's getting a reboot. I have actually had a hyperfixation on this for a long time. Because... And, of course, it took this long yeah. for it to come up. <laughs> Listen, man! No... <laughs> How long were we friends in high school? All four of the years, basically? We also didn't know we both liked Repo until college. Uh. Yeah. It literally took you for us to find yeah. out. Yeah! I, I love that I could bring that into your lives. <laughs> we really just need to share all of our brainworms in the group yeah. chat so we can be on the same page. Because this keeps happening. Yeah. Because, like, it took, like, oh god, it's been, like... It's been over 10 years now Mm -hmm. that we've been friends. Yeah. Oh, God. It's been over 10 years. (laughs) Um, Sad. Did you see the 99 Goncharov? Was it 99 that it came out? Yes. That's what I was trying to get back around to. Yes. Because this is like, I swear to God, it's like A Star is Born, except every time it gets remade, it just gets like shoved down by the studio. It's because like we're they want talk people about to, the it's 99 like, Gontrov. It's like they want people to forget about it, but they also still want to make money from the reboots. Yeah. Because, like, it is a cult classic, but that's also the issue with cult classics, is, like, remaking them is so sticky. Yeah. I've, ve- I've very, very rarely seen a reboot or a throwback to a cult classic that was, like, yeah. actually good. Yeah. If it gets a, if it gets a reboot, it's yeah. either gonna be like, okay, let's go back to this not having a reboot and being a cult classic. Yeah. 
But I mean, I um, think that the reason that I saw a DVD rip of it is I want to say, like, HBO yeah. briefly held the rights to yeah. both of them. For, like, we're five seconds. Them for, like, five seconds. And mm-hmm. then they vaporized it like they do with everything mm-hmm. now. If you don't pirate it within two seconds of it being posted up somewhere, it's just yep. gone. Mm-hmm. What? That existed? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? HBO is the Gaslight Gatekeep girl boss of, like... It's Max now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you don't want to pay the writers. <laughs> and then, like, well, I mean, you've got to bring in that the original was so openly queer. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. for a score. Oh my god. Especially for a Scorsese. Yeah. But like. And then in the remake with the Wachowskis, like, it, oh my god. It well, they're totally- the Wachowskis. I'm I know. Shocked. It just totally came out of the blue. It's just like, huh, this is so different from everything else that we're going to see for the next five yeah. years of this era and also different from the things that we have seen in the past five years of this era. Like, she doesn't even go here, but we're welcoming to her... But we are are welcoming her to the table regardless. Are you gonna explode your phone? Are you gonna make the front of it look like the back? (laughs) Okay. Let's actually get into this. Yeah. Yeah. We need to... We need to actually go on. So at the start of the movie, we have got Goncharov in Naples, and... They try to set up all of this stuff about, like, oh, he's in Naples on business, but 90% of the movie is just his marriage issues. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he brings Katya, um, and then... Of course. He has to. Then, of course, leaves her in the hotel. <laughs> but, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie are so slow. She'll yeah. be fine. She's got the window cracked. The AC is on. <laughs> the AC is on. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> the maid Sophia is in and out a lot. Yeah. Just throw her a lesbian for enrichment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we find out that her Katya's brother Valerie is around because mm-hmm. he needs to bring Goncharov back to Russia um, to face justice for something. I still can't believe that they never told us. I know. And like, what would horrify Katya? Yeah, because like the entirety of this shows that like she is as used to the violence as Goncharov is. So what could Gontrov do that would actually shake her? That's the best part. It's like, then, then like, the entire time you're not only, like, waiting to figure out what he did, mm-hmm. but the entire time, like, as the movie's going on, your brain is still, like, in the background. They're like, what, what could it be? What, what sort of horrible <laughs> war crimes did, did this man commit? <laughs> yeah, and, like... Okay, so the, we meet uh, we meet Mario too, and we mm-hmm. see Andre, who of course is just this specter kind of haunting the background of the oh, entire movie. Oh, Andre! Um, Always my there, poor little Mew watching, Mew. waiting, <laughs> just just back there, Big like girl. being the saddest, wettest background boy. While we just are just staring at him, it's like. How the My Little Pony fandom treated these random little background ponies. They'd give them entire, like, names and backstories and lore. They were playing with them like actual toy My Little Ponies in their brains. And then it's like, a, and then Andre is just a total red herring because you find out he's just there because Mario is there. Yeah. Like, he's not there because of all of his other, like, rival mm-hmm. gang stuff. Yeah, and then the interesting stuff starts to happen when Sophia sets up that meeting mm-hmm. between Katya and Valerie. Yeah. And, like, that, just seeing her face and not hearing the dialogue when he's talking about, 
what Gontrav did, and my first assumption was like, oh, they're getting him on something like tax evasion, mm-hmm. like Al Capone. Mm-hmm. But like tax evasion. If you're a mafia wife, who fucking cares about tax evasion? Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody in the family dog is doing it. <laughs> who cares? And just I'm, oh, tax evasion. Pff, not impressed. I can do that too. <laughs> Whatever. And then of course Katya and Goncharov have their fight on the bridge, which like, oh I, I you guys got to talk to me about the bridge symbolism because they keep doing things oh on this God. goddamn bridge, and I just was thinking, oh, it's a pretty location. Yeah. What does the bridge mean? I kept thinking she was gonna like commit suicide over yeah. the bridge, or somebody was gonna get thrown over the bridge. That's yeah. All- like, That's always what happens in the bridge scene, so when somebody yeah. doesn't go over the rails, it's just like... Like, it's yeah. a mafia movie. I would expect, yeah. like, some shoes, something. Somebody's getting no. sent to the bottom of the ocean. No, it is just tense, longing stairs. Tense, longing stairs on this bridge. Nobody's got <laughs> concrete shoes. Nobody just got pushed over or is about to <clears throat> eat themselves into the watery grave. No, I mean, eventually she goes from the bridge down to the boathouse, mm-hmm. but, like, the bridge isn't just there to set up the boathouse. Yeah. It's it, not no. just there because back. it's pretty. Yeah. Maybe There's something there. Maybe that's like the whole not saying what uh, Goncharov yeah. did. It's just to keep you thinking, why are they at this bridge? Again, yeah. what did he do? What war crimes has this man committed? <laughs> Is somebody going to get thrown into the water? And that's also a super public place for, like, a mafia guy and his wife to have a fight. Then again, like, how many times have you seen people, like, actually walking along a bridge? Like... It's more common in Europe, but still. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a lot more common to just, like, walk anywhere in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But there's, like, there's people there. Yeah. There's people on the bridge. It's super visible. But it's, like... But also maybe that's why it's uh, safer for Katya. It reminds me of those scenes where, like, there's all these people Mm. walking around, but, like, the background noise fades Mm -hmm. out to, like, the, Mm -hmm. like, ear-ringing buzz, and all you can hear is the two characters in the, like, in focus talking. Yep. It it does kind of give me those vibes. Well, and then, of course, we get that out of nowhere scene with Mario and Ice Pick Joe. Oh my god, yeah! Where he's introduced in the most disturbing way, and then when he's like, oh, you know, I'm not here because Goncharov yeah. brought me, which means, okay, he's probably here because Andre brought him. Yeah. He's he's an enforcer. He doesn't, yeah. he works for whoever's paying he's him. He's literally just vibing until... <laughs> Until given a reason not to. And he has this super disturbing introduction, and then Mario is like, I'm kind of worried about Katya's loyalty, and Ice Pick Joe goes, I'll take care of it, and Mario Uh, is totally unbothered by that. (laughs) Completely unbothered. That's like, no, no, no. And then you you get to the next scene, and uh, Ice Pick Joe is approaching her at the boathouse, and I thought that was gonna be, like, I mixed up the scenes in my head, I thought that somebody was gonna get shot, but no, he's like her uncle. I yeah. wasn't clear. Is he her <laughs> uncle or her godfather? I think he's her godfather. Who would name that man yeah. as the godfather <laughs> to a child? Okay, valid. Very valid. But also, it's the mafia. That's true. Mm-hmm. Which really makes Valerie the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Like, is he KGB? He's government. I think he's KGB. I'm pretty sure he's KGB. Or wasn't he a former soldier? He might have KGB. been a former... I completely I mean, missed the details on his backstory. I was just Valerie's like, he's not interesting. Ice Pick Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Val- Ice Pick Valerie Joe. is there to be a straight man to the drama. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's the, the token straight guy in the friend group. <laughs> That's not what straight man means, but valid. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, it's like in comedy, the person who's uh, not being goofy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Goncharov. No. And not. then when Goncharov shows up, they're all like arguing, and there's a tussle, and I expected it to go a lot worse than somebody's watch getting broken. But then you get Scorsese with all the yeah. goddamn like watch imagery and the clocks. It might as well have been a murder with a freaking watch yeah. imagery. Yeah. And like beating us over the head with Chekhov's gun, just seeing <laughs> the gun that's left in the boathouse. Like, there's, oh my god! This isn't just Chekhov's gun. This is Chekhov's gun shop. <laughs> yes. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Can't turn it, around without seeing God. another gun hanging on the freaking wall. This movie will give you a panic attack. It will. It's so, like, heavy on, like, the tension and, like, it's, it will give you an anxiety disorder. It's like how Alfred Hitchcock said that the key to yeah. good suspense is, the bo- is uh-huh. you know the bomb is under the table. Scorsese is just giving us bombs. Yeah. He's giving us <laughs> baskets of bombs. Here you go. This is a bomb factory. <laughs> They're bombs. <laughs> Man, and then when we see Mario and and Andre, I never know how to pronounce his name, but Andre, yeah. like, Mario, he introduced Ice Pick Joe, so when we yeah. get the formal introduction to Andre, based on how Goncharov reacted to seeing him, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, something's gonna happen, yeah. but no, they're just boyfriends. This was, like, their vacation. Yeah. They're literally just vibing. Delightful. And I mean, you find out a little bit more about Andre's backstory, that he and uh, the Gaunch maybe definitely had something <laughs> yeah. before Gontrov met Katya, and Mario is kind of, like, not wanting to talk about mm-hmm. it, but he's got to tell his husband that his boss's <laughs> wife is really super sus. Yeah. His totally not husband, I mean. <laughs> they said... We only talk about business in the living room and then went into... It could have been a kitchen, but I think it was a bedroom. <laughs> like... If it wasn't a bedroom, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> it's probably a bedroom. <laughs> and then Sophia just kind of keeps, like, showing up when Kati mm-hmm. needs her. Admittedly, she is staff at the hotel. <laughs> and they're paying her very, very well. But it's also a little too friendly. It's a little too friendly, and, like... It's just, it's shitty to see Goncharov being rude to her, because yeah. having worked in customer service, mm-hmm. that sucks. But he's under a lot of stress, and she really does just keep popping up at weird times. Yeah. Surprise! Here I am to romance your wife. <laughs> yeah, if just... If you're not nice to your wife, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. And she's engineering mm. all of these, like, little things. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That's why I watched it twice. Yeah. Because I wanted to try to pick up on more of what Sophia was doing. Yeah. Including, like, okay, organizing the second meeting mm-hmm. between Katya and Valerie and There's... making sure. I think she made sure that Goncharov overheard the end of that meeting <sighs> when he heard there was going to be another meeting at the boathouse. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely. Sophia There's... figured out. So then we end up with, like, Everybody at the boathouse. Mm-hmm. Well, not Andre and Mario. They're having a nice yeah. time somewhere else. And not Valerie. I th- I really thought that Valerie was going to, like, show up. Yeah. And it would be, like, a family intervention. Mm-hmm. But no, we've got Joe, Katya, Goncharov, and Sophia, though we don't know that until the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, we think that, that it's just the reveal. three of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, like, the big twist of this all. Yeah, so we've got the dark boathouse... <laughs> gunshots, a scuffle, and we've had some, like, interesting action scenes. I'm just skipping Mm -hmm. over them because I hate describing action. (laughs) 
Action scenes is hard, especially when everyone has a gun. <laughs> yeah. But I found it so much more compelling. Like, I found that scene in the Dark Boathouse the yeah. most compelling action scene. Mm-hmm. Because we know that Goncharov has a gun. We have to assume mm-hmm. Ice Pick Joe has a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Katya could have one. She's a mob wife. Mm-hmm. She probably has one of those, like, little bitty cute ones. Yeah. yeah the, like, the little pew-pew. The little pew-pew for just in case. <laughs> and then there's just a gun in the boathouse. Yeah. Somewhere. Just because. As a treat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the big reveal that Ice Pick Joe was killed. Like, he was shot. He's dead. Katya was shot. She's uh-huh. alive. And, like, I get that. I get why she's pissed at Goncharov when he takes yeah. her to the hospital. But, like, ma'am, they told you the caliber bullet yeah. was not from, was not yeah. your husband's gun. Yeah. Like, ma'am. <laughs> But I think they kind of wasted Ice Pick Joe. Yeah. Like, he shows up to be creepy and then to be, like, godfather. Yeah. But, like, actual family godfather figure. Yeah, but, like, they could have they could have put in so much more creepy and, like, mildly deranged little moments. They, mm-hmm. they totally missed out on a lot of the, like, deranged details they could have put in there. He could have been so good. He could have been... <laughs> He, he could have been a Tumblr sexy man. Let the Blorabo be unhinged. He could have been a Tumblr sexy man, I think. What I'm saying is I want an Ice Pick Joe prequel instead of a yes. reboot. Yes. Like, Please. How about limited instead, series? How about yeah. instead of the Wonka prequel, we do Ice Pick Joe <laughs> instead? Yes. Oh my god, I don't know if you guys know the drag queen Alyssa Edwards, but if you watch the trailer with her in mind, Timothy Chalamet's performance will make a lot more sense. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh no. And I was just about to say, we take the Wonka prequel and we just switch Wonka with Ice Pick Joe and call it a day. <laughs> and we just leave he everything just wants- else the same. He just wants to make chocolate. See what happens. <laughs> the Ice Pick Joe origin story. Eventually we find out why he's called that. Oh god. <laughs> And then we've got Goncharov and Katya arguing mm. on the bridge again, and then Mario and Andre show up, which, like, I think Mario oh had some kind of a trekker on Goncharov, yeah. because he's like, you're acting super fucking weird. Yeah. And he has to. And just... Either that or he's just got some sort of spidey sixth sense. sense. He, he's got a spidey sense for when the gaunch is being weird. <laughs> and we get this whole, like, verbal fight on the bridge, which I was thinking the whole time, this has got to be so funny yeah. for any other pedestrian. Yeah. Where it's, oh my god. It's these four Russians just a tourist. Literally every bridge scene, like, just imagine walking home after work and that's just going <laughs> on. Just like, okay, they're, they're doing that on the bridge again. And I will respect Andre for looking Katya in the eye and being like, I think you're a snake. <laughs> oh my god. However, that was like, and he, like, he tells her how it is. He yeah. tells her how it is. And he's like, I didn't hire Joe. Goncharov didn't mm. hire Joe. Nobody really knows why he's there. Yeah. Joe's just here. And we and don't now know he's why. Dead. <laughs> he was here. <laughs> And just, and all their personal dirty laundry oh my coming God. up. Which they're airing the around drama. all the, f- the f-ing people walking on the bridge. Yeah, like, they're, they're barely talking about mob stuff. It's mostly, like, Andre being angry that Goncharov yeah. married Katya, even though Andre's like, yeah. you know she's sus. Yeah. This is like she's the kind being a snake. This is the kind of conversation that you see happening, and then, like, when you're about 20 feet away, you pause your music and keep your headphones in and walk by a little bit slower than you were walking before. Just to see if you can pick up on what the hell is going on with these people. 
And see, they're on the bridge, and I was expecting Andre and Katya to get in a cat fight and just go over the side of the bridge. Yeah! yeah. Nobody went over the side of the bridge! It was a goddamn shame. There were so many opportunities for somebody to go in the water, and nobody went in the water. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she leaves to go call Valerie, because yeah. she's missed a meeting with him by now. And, like, Valerie... I, I don't know if Valerie tells her that he hired Joe, but that's what mm-hmm. she tells Goncharov. Yeah. Is that it was Valerie, which, like, great job telling your husband that you've been meeting with your cop brother <laughs> behind his back. <laughs> just by you pulling it yeah. out specifically to win an argument against oh his bitter ex. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean... So much. Sometimes you just gotta be a little petty. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes you gotta be very wrong, petty. though? No. And see, what what was so wild to me about that scene, even more than everything else, is mm-hmm. that at the very end of the scene, she affirms, like, I'm going to be loyal to you, my brother yeah. didn't tell me about this, like, he's blindsiding me. And the fact that Goncharov believes her. Yeah. And is like, let's go back to the hotel. Even though literally this entire time, people have been like, she's a snake, she's a snake, mm-hmm. dude, she's a snake. She's a snake. Mm-hmm. But also, like, a whole theme of this was uh, him trying to be a better husband despite it all which did not work in his favor (laughs) and the movie seems to not be able to decide if it wants to frame her as like this tragic woman who's really struggling in her circumstances Mm -hmm. or if she is a snake yeah. yeah. And then I think Sophia just complicates things even more. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because she is absolutely manipulating Katya. God, I can't wait for us to talk about this in the remake. Oh my god. And then, like, okay, they go back to the hotel, and who's there but all of the fucking cops? Yeah. Everybody. Everyone. Which, they, of course! They called in all the cops in Naples and every cop around Naples, too. It's like, y'all, yeah. get in here. You're gonna want to be part of this. They're so ready, and it's literally just him and his wife. Yeah. Like, Mario... Was Mario there? Let me look at my notes. Uh, I don't remember. But also, I don't remember a lot of Mario. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, props Mario, but at the same time, I kind of check out when he opens his mouth. <laughs> That's right. We do see Mario kind of dragging Andre away, which yeah. I think is interesting because that just yeah. affirms that Andre was always on Goncharov's side. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. he did not want Goncharov to be arrested. Mm-hmm. I really want to know if Andre knew what crime they were bringing yeah. him in for. Honestly, for all we know, he could have been in on it. Like, how Andre yeah, acts throughout this whole movie. I wouldn't be shocked that if, like, Bart Scorsese came out and was like, yeah, no, why he never, like, ended his professional relationship. Like, there was always something festering underneath. Because that's how it feels. I wouldn't be surprised if he knew what Goncharov did or was involved in it, and they yeah. just, like, had, like, a... They had, like, an agreement to not mm-hmm. talk about it. It's just, like, yeah. they didn't even have to, like, say the agreement. They were just, like, yeah. Zip the lips. Yeah. But that's also, go like, about it. that's also just, like, how they frame their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, like, he obviously knows something. Yeah. He, he knows so much <laughs> that he never says, but, boy, you can see the gears turning in his head. You can just, you can smell the smoke of all of the things mm-hmm. in there rattling around. Yeah. His hair is so big because it's full of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and then Katya has her whole monologue about how, like, family is mm-hmm. actually the most important and that's yeah. what she's realized. Yeah. And, like, I understand why people theorize that she was pregnant when she was talking yeah. about that. Like, that mm-hmm. makes sense. But also it doesn't 
really makes sense because yeah. Valerie is almost yeah. definitely the black sheep of the family, mm-hmm. but she's the one that he that is yeah. professing that that like family love mm-hmm. to and family loyalty. Yeah. It's like so the family is you and Valerie and your dead godfather. Like, yeah. Maybe the real family was the ice pick Joes <laughs> we made along the way. <laughs> but now he's dead. Now he's dead. Rip. Rip to ice pick Joe. So then at the very end who knows where the fuck Mario and Andre yeah. are? They're off living their best life, I hope. Away s- from all of this. <laughs> They're just like, nah. They just took a cab just elsewhere. Just bye. Just let Goodbye. the gays be happy. And Sophia's helping Katya pack, and Valerie's gonna take her back to Russia. And then Katya uh, offers... Sophia that job with her to yeah. like go with her. Valerie will figure out all of the citizenship stuff and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's go lesbians. Yeah. Woo! I guess. And then like they're on the bridge again. Again, on the again. way to the train station. Of course. They have to have one last bridge scene. They gotta have three. And like Katya, you see her look down at the boathouse and the clock tower is chiming, because it's always chiming when important things are happening. Of course. But what's interesting to me is that we start from Katya's perspective where she's looking down at the boathouse mm-hmm. and you expect to see a scene that's in her perspective, but then it's from Sophia's perspective yeah. in the boathouse. That that really threw me that it just switched God. to like Sophia's perspective in the boathouse showing her shooting Ice Pick mm-hmm. Joe and Katya. I've, it's very interesting to me that she ended up shooting Katya. Yeah. I wish I could watch this scene for the first time again. Sometimes you just gotta commit to the bit, you know? Just, like, maybe that involves shooting your lesbian lover (laughs) non-fatally. And she was a good shot. Like, how was she that good of a shot? Like, just because. (laughs) It's the power of lesbianism. Yeah. And then you've got Katya checking her watch before she steps away from the edge of the bridge. Like, now is she the one who's aware of her Mm -hmm. impending mortality? Because the entire movie we've had Goncharov who's so aware of his own mortality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's starting to feel that pressure, too, and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm like, Sophia is a master manipulator. Yeah. Remember, you will die. But she has no external motivation that we know of Mm -hmm. besides the fact that Gontrov was rude to her in, like, two different scenes. Yeah. I mean, I've had some customers be rude enough to me at work (laughs) that I would probably do that. Yeah. Who knows what ended up on the cutting room floor. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, there's... I, oh God, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall yes. when they were when they were talking about what would be cut and what yeah. wouldn't. Because there, there's to always be that stuff editor. Cut. I would love to see the secrets. Get those secrets out of that boy's hair. I want to see them. And see my like personal what I personally suspect, but yeah. has not been confirmed, is that Gontrov like. If we're going with him being just a straight up villain, yeah. and Katya mm-hmm. is actually the protagonist mm-hmm. and hero. I think it could have been Sophia may have been a victim of his. Because you don't see the male characters looking horrified at whatever he's done. Mm -hmm. You see Katya looking horrified. I definitely feel like she had some sort of, like, past grievance beyond Mm -hmm. just him being a dick to her while she was doing her job. There's got to be some lore there. It's Mm got to be deep lore. There's something there. But also, this is mafia for all the- we know, like, <laughs> this could be revenge. It, oh. it could. And that's the best kind of deep mafia lore. 
There's a lot of revenge lore. Well, and then it's extra, it's extra interesting that she doesn't seem to target Andre at all. Yeah. Because Andre is there, and, like, I agree that I think whatever Gontrov got Mm -hmm. into that horrified Katya, Andre was probably a part of it. Also, considering the implications, Gontrov could be protecting him. Oh, that's true. He could. There's just, yeah. it's, this is a, this is a high drama romance disguised as a mafia <laughs> It really is. Oh my god. But, yeah, no, like, um, I had a thought in my head and then it just whisked itself away. Oh, really? But, yeah, like, if they had some, like, unspoken agreement to mm-hmm. not talk about the thing. Yep. Then, like, he would have had the opportunity to yeah. talk about the thing while he was being arrested. Yeah. But... He didn't. He didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. He so. chose suicide by cop, which is interesting because yeah. he was actively being arrested mm-hmm. and then just seemed to decide yeah. that, like, it was time. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is it. This is the way he's gonna go. Well, might as well. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think Valerie just shot him in the back, honestly. <laughs> That would be so valid on Valerie's part, though. Like, yeah, if you look at base. it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. He lost his sister, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. And second of all, like... He lost his sister to the mafia. Yeah. And to Gontrov, who's done whatever horrific thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if Katya was pregnant throughout this, would add a whole other level to. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, we don't know how Katya's parents were either. Yeah. They never get mentioned. Yeah. But, like, she and Valerie were apparently super close mm-hmm. before she got involved mm-hmm. with Goncharov, and they named Ice Pick Joe as a godfather. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, maybe they were horrible. Yeah. And she was afraid of if Goncharov was also going to be a really horrible father. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then she's opting for Gaslight Gatekeep Gunplay <laughs> Sophia <laughs> as her next partner. Yeah, I mean... The devil you know. Maybe she just has really bad taste. <laughs> I think she does. I think she has really bad okay, taste. Okay, that is <laughs> valid. That is so valid. I came across this, like, super obscure Goncharov theory when uh-huh. I was looking at some of this, and it's that the enemies of Goncharov, if we count Andre as one of the enemies, yeah. Andre, Valerie, and Sophia are actually supposed to be, like, symbols for the Greek fates. Ooh. With Andre as the spinner, uh, because we see him outside of that shop that's selling yeah. antique spinning wheels for yeah. some reason. Which, like, what an introduction. He's window shopping for spinning wheels, that and is... we see Goncharov be, yeah. like, horrified. Oh my god, actually, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even yeah. notice what he was looking at. But it was also, like, just the one shot Another of them gun. through the window. Another gun. Another yeah. gun in yeah. the gun shop. Because it's literally, like, blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. You see him through the window from the inside. Like, forget who he was mean, but they come up, what, and then they just walk away and chatting. That's all you get. There's yeah. so much stuff that's like that. It's just, like, it's so much blink and you miss it. That's why I wish I'd watched it more than <laughs> once in my memory. Rip. Because I know that I watched it. Yeah. At least... Partially as a kid. Yeah. But I also watched, like, I also watched, like, uh, half an hour of Lord of the Rings when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, too. And it feels like I watched more than that. Oh, man. But, okay, we've got Andre as the spinner. And then Valerie as the allotter of, like, the the amount of time you get. Which, I mean, makes sense because at pretty much any point, he could have 
started that arrest. Yeah. Like... Mm -hmm. He chose to wait. Yeah, he didn't... No, I don't think he knew exactly where Katya and Gontrov mm-hmm. were staying, but it would not be that hard to tail her. Yeah. yeah. Like, Especially when they keep having all these deep personal conversations on the yeah. freaking bridge where anybody walking by could see them. They would be so easy to track. Literally. It's like, y'all are are doing a terrible job at being mafia people. Yeah. And she's wearing, like, a fur everywhere, too. A bright red fur jacket. Literally. That's so easy to spot. How could you make yourself any more conspicuous? Yeah. Like, it screams mafia wife. (laughs) So, like, he chose to not do Mm. that. And then... He waited. And then, um, assuming that Sophia is the one who cuts the thread Mm -hmm. of life. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I did also see some arguments for the reverse of yeah. Valerie and Sophia, where Sophia is the one allotting time and Valerie yeah. cuts it, which I, I get, but, like, I like it. I also don't know if it's just pulling from yeah. thin air, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's already so much in this movie, there's but, so like... There's so much symbolism that time, never gets like, racked up. Yeah, but it's also the thing of, like, if you could justify it by the text, then it's a cool observation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that's just, a cool interpretation. It's just a theory. A gaunch theory. <laughs> a gaunch theory. <laughs> it is so queer for a movie of that time. <sighs> it really is. And it's interesting to me, too, that Mario and Andre were portrayed mm-hmm. as, like, the good couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they had seemed to have a pretty solid relationship, mm-hmm. despite being yeah. on different sides and Mario working... <laughs> For the ex that Andre was super bitter about. <laughs> but then it's the it's the female relationship yeah. that is portrayed as this, like... Ridiculously toxic, yeah. ass, like, gatekeep girl boss type. But also, I mean, just look at, like, Carmilla and like that. The toxic lesbian Mm -hmm. is an age-old trope. Oh, yeah. And boy, were these lesbians toxic. (laughs) Toxic lesbians. So, I mean, I think it is still pretty progressive of the movie to portray a gay male relationship as Mm -hmm. positive and not in some way, like, predatory or weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're weird, violent men already, but But that's because they're in the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. It's never because they're queer. Yeah. It's because they're in the mafia and everybody is a weird criminal in the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally a requirement for the job. Oh, my God. Job requirements. Weird criminal. Not afraid to shoot somebody. Oh my god. And the casting. Oh my god. I I will always scream over Sybil Shepherd as Katya. Yes. She was brilliant casting. She really was. Like, I never really like notice actors that yeah. much. But like <laughs> we've gone over that. <laughs> we have gone over that. That's basically what this entire podcast is about at this point. But like I didn't even remember that she was in the movie, and, like, anytime I've seen her face, I'm just yeah. like... Yeah. Because I couldn't remember where I recognized her from, but I recognized her from something, yeah. you know? And I think she's really good at playing that mix of, like, absolutely cold-blooded, and uh-huh. then a sad, lost gay woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is why it's so hard to determine if Katya is, like, a tragic heroine, mm-hmm. or if she is also a cold-blooded criminal like yeah. her husband. Yeah. Is she just a great actress, or is she or actually... Or here? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is she actually this, like, scared 20-something? Yeah. And who was it that played Sophia again? Because she was good. <sighs> was it Sophia Lutton? Is that her name? Maybe. I can... 
I can never remember with movies of that era. I know. I can never remember in general. I can't remember anything. Yeah. Who am I? Face blind. I <laughs> Woo! Am I the only not face blind? Well, that's still honestly a little... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty face blind. <laughs> I am so face blind. It's cringe. <laughs> Especially considering my job. <laughs> Was it Sophia Loren? Yes. Oh, yeah. She mm, mm-hmm. She did so well in that. Sybil Shepard as Katya and Sophia Loren as Sophia. Robert De Niro as Goncharov. Harvey Keitel as Andre. <laughs> Jean Hackman as Valerie. John Cazale as Joseph Icepick Joe Morielli. Al Pacino as Mario. Linda Carter is one of, like, the background dancers. Mm. I love that factoid. Oh my god. like, why are you here? But also, please stay. Wonder Woman. I Also, like, I love how nobody ever says Icepick Joe's real name. I didn't even know what his real name was until the Tumblr Goncharov Renaissance when I was just like, oh, he actually has a name. Yeah, Joseph Morelli. Well, I didn't know. And the fact that Katya calls him Ice Pick Joe. Like, yeah. he is your godfather. It's, it's like, imagine having well, a nickname so significant okay. that literally everybody calls you that. Well, let me put this into perspective for you. I still don't know my Aunt Cookie's real name. I actually have a couple relatives like yeah. that, too. <laughs> I know my grandpa's real name, even though literally no one called him that. Don't know my Aunt Cookie. She's my great aunt. No f***ing clue what her real name is. Your grand. As opposed to Grunkle. I totally forgot that Sophia Loren was in the movie It Mm -hmm. Started in Naples. Yeah. Good for her. A lot of Naples going going on there. Just keep going to Naples. Oh my god. How have we not talked about Pachka the cat? I, we were too was busy the... looking at all the guns, we didn't even notice the cat sitting on the counter. <laughs> was that the cat? I thought the cat was, like, part of the hotel. Was it their cat? I don't know. I kind of assumed it was their cat. Because the cat just kept showing up in the hotel room, and I kind of just thought it was Sophia's or belonged to the hotel, and then Kachi just stole yeah. it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> My cat now. But if it's if it's their cat, then she's not stealing it. Yeah, I have no idea who owns Pachka, but Pachka is their own cat. Pachka's just there, just doing cat vibe. Things. It's like when you don't have a cat, and then a cat decides that you do have a cat. Yeah, the cat distribution system works again. Yeah, mm-hmm. stolen from a hotel. <laughs> That would be a pain in the ass. Well, okay. I th- I don't. I think that import laws would have been different at that time, yeah. so it yeah. probably wouldn't have been a pain in the ass to bring a random cat back into Russia. <laughs> so or into Russia. I found him in a dumpster. He's my friend now. But also, their mafia is like they can just get it in. They can just take the cat wherever. Yeah. But this the- is my emotional support cat. If you try to take him, I will shoot you. <laughs> But the question is, do we think that uh, Katya is going to stay in the mafia business, or do you think she's going to try to fly straight true. with Valerie? That is very true. I think it mostly depends on, like, Sophia's true intention and what's up with her. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what's ultimately going to decide her fate. I feel like Katya would lean whichever side mm-hmm. that Sophia's leaning to. Mm-hmm. Because if it was, like, a mafia grudge mm-hmm. that was Sophia's motivation, it makes a lot of sense for her to try to take over Yeah, that business. Especially because, like, Mario seems to have just f***ed off with Andre. Yeah! They're just 
They, like, went to the Bahamas or something. Mm -hmm. They're just like, I've had enough of this arguing about our business on a public bridge. Let's just go do something else. (laughs) We need a vacation. (laughs) They're having their second honeymoon in Fiji. They are. Good for them. (laughs) God knows they needed it after after Naples. Oh, my God. It's just, it's such a movie. It It really is. Everything happens so much. I almost feel like the the writer, Matteo. Mm-hmm. He had something on Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. Like he maybe it was blackmail. Maybe <laughs> Scorsese owed him a life debt. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like they took this what was originally some kind of a like romantic thriller, mm-hmm. love dramatic love story kind of thing. And Scorsese was like, Well, I have a reputation to uphold. Yeah. <laughs> Mafia. Just slap that yeah. on top. It it's a vibe. It really is a vibe. Oh, and next time we will get into the 1999 Wachowski Sisters remake. I think, like, I'm trying to think of what this specific genre of film is called. Neo-noir? Neo-noir, but I'm also thinking about all of those movies that came out in, like, the late 90s and Mm. early 2000s in the vein of, um... Oh, Glenn Close Boils a Rabbit. Yeah, um... Domestic thriller. Domestic thriller. Because yeah. there's also uh, The Crush that came mm-hmm. out at that time. I yeah. would kind of count Cruel Intentions. Oh, yeah. In, That's in domestic what that thriller. Genre's called. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean, I want to know if you think that the Goncharov 90s remake is kind of in the domestic thriller <sighs> I, region. Because it yeah. seems like the original Goncharov is there too. Yeah. You could probably put it anywhere, but the fact that, it's, that they make, like, the romance of it more central, I feel like, what, domestic thriller is, like, the best way to look at the original. Because it's more the love triangle and the there's many defi- offshoots from there. There's definitely with more the romance drama than mafia yeah. drama going mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, it's, like, with the backdrop of the mafia. Mm-hmm. We should do, like, a domestic thriller. Oh my god. Film festival. Yes. yes. And I've been meaning to watch, um... Oh my god, Glenn Close boils a rabbit movie. You um, just said what it was. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. We could start doing movie nights again. Ooh. We could. It'd be fun. Thank you for listening to You Got to Know. Be sure to share with your friends and family. 